And we are back talking with comedian extraordinaire from Minnesota, John Bush. Hello, John. Hello, Dan. Good to be here. John is is working on a major film project. Um, yeah. Maybe give you the opportunity to tee up what that project is once again. Yeah, that is a Way of the Warriors, which is a friend of mine um, is directing and, and has written and directed this film. And it's about uh, it's a kind of they say it's a, a tr- uh, based on many true stories of Minnesota hockey. And uh, in the film, I play kind of the great friend of the main lead, who's a principal of the school and is uh, defending his good friend. So that's the role. It's Mr. Chuck Bowers is the name of that role. And uh, I'm doing that. And that's really fun. Um, he can be in the process of filming right now. So should be cool. That is very cool. Yeah. Chuck Bowers. And I meant to ask, like, the sourcing, the kind of the material for that, it sounds like you get to kind of bring some of, you know, well, John Bush's personality. Yeah, yeah I do. Well, what's cool is, right? yeah, he wrote the part for me originally. So um, it's kind of what's cool about it is sometimes you get script or scripts uh, that that it is in no way, shape or form of the way you talk. Uh, this, this script is exactly how I talk. So it is actually super easy to remember and learn and remember and the lines and, um, it just kind of flows off my tongue. So that's a nice place to be for that. That's just kind of the same too, as, as my work with Cal Dunnigan on the, um, on the Craig's news live, I play Mr. Nichols, his neighbor. And I just kind of, just kind of a more patient version of me, uh, is what that is. Cause I am not a patient person. Mr. Nichols has <laughs> the pa- patience of a saint. <laughs> So you're a patient man. Oh, I'm so not a patient man. I, I, I get impatient when I have all the time in the world to not be rushed. And I act like, Oh no, no, now, now, now. So. Well, which, which, which brings about one of the questions that we wanted to dig into. And that was how, you know, let's you know, whether you're sitting at an airport or sitting in a, a DMV line, I thought it'd be cool just to talk about the, the creative process that, that you do that is probably similar to others, but how do you, Recognize something funny, write it down and, you know, develop it. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Well, first of all, life is the best. Um, There's many examples in my act that are just taken right from my life. Um, You know, there was a time when my wife and I just got our house a few years ago and it was our first house ever having a house. And my wife's uh, sister saw the house. She goes, and she said this, she goes, what a wonderful little starter home. And I'm like, I'm 50, you know, or at the time, I think it was 45, on a, nice. on, you know, on a, three, on a 30 year mortgage. My, and I was like, my next house is hospice, you know, like, <laughs> and so that really just happened there. But I don't have any specific exact process. I will say this, that it comes in many, many forms. And that's why I tell the young comedians out there, people who are newer at comedy, when I see them do a bit on stage and it doesn't quite work, I'm like, well, hold on to that because it might fit somewhere someday. It's like, I always talk about my dad. The metaphor for me is my dad in the garage when we were kids, he always had a bucket and he would throw any bolt, anything in there. He didn't know what it was for any little gadget he'd throw in this bucket. And when, and many, many times he would need that one screw that he couldn't find and he'd go to the bucket. And, um, I feel like that's why you want to always take notes. And because sometimes, you know, you'll have something that fits somewhere else perfectly and you don't want to let go of that, you know? And the other thing is, is that for the newer comedians, we, we all tend to, when we start out, we tend to write ahead of our abilities. So we'll write something that we just don't have the gravitas yet or the tools, the comedic tools on stage to figure it out. So I say, don't dump that. You're just not ready to do it yet, but someday you might be able to look at that bit and go, you know, now I think I could pull that off. Um, so that's, that's, there's a couple ways like that. Like there's a bit I have that is, um, 
that is this, uh, and it's become actually something I do on Instagram. And that is, I do this, um, this character named Natan and Natan is a dude is a DIY guy. He's always telling people how to, how to do things around the house. And he talks like this. I'm Natan, you guys. And uh, Natan is like, you know, gives the worst advice. Yeah. He gives the worst advice in the world, you know? Um, But, but you got to love him because he's so passionate and he so cares about people doing things the right way. Um, And that was, here's an example of that, that bucket in my dad's garage thing. I was in uh, the Aspen comedy festival in 19, 96 and I would my my girlfriend of the day was with me and we were skiing on the hill and they used to have these photographers that come up and take your picture on the hill and you're like Woo, holding your skis or your ski poles up going yeah you know and uh and then the guy the guy skied up he looked like Spicoli long blonde hair and he was like hey guys and take your picture and he took our picture and he said you can buy it at the bottom of the hill and no I said, and he had an, and he had a name tag that said Nathan on it I go thanks Nathan he goes it's Nathan and he skied away and that is in 1996. I held on to that, that moment and that name. And, you know, then I was able to find a place to put it later. So, so Natan, if you're out there listening, <laughs> thank you, you call us, man. Right. Right. Because I just sat there thinking to my, I just said, I said, listen, there's no way that guy was born Natan. He's Nathan. And he's decided he's going to be Natan. He doesn't even have an accent, right? Right, right. Natan. Um, well, uh, props to your dad and and the Save the Tools uh, reference because I think there's uh, so many dads out there. I mean, one, my toolbox is the same. I, yeah. I, my wife could say, what is this? I'm like, I don't know, but I might need it. Yes. Uh, you know, it's like um, 30 weight ball bearings or blinker fluid or something, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> No, it's, it's, and, and I also think that, that, that I always go back to the other thing about tools is comedic tools, right? It's like, I, I kind of think when you start out comedy, you have this empty toolbox and you really never actively put new things in that toolbox. You just go and get stage time, stage time, stage time. And one day you go look at the toolbox and you go, oh, wow, I have that thing now. I know how to do that. There he is. You There's know? Natan. Right. Right. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, so that's kind of my process. And I always say, you know, there's a couple bits I have that are, that are not a true story. There are two stories put together to make a, not a true story, but it just works better that way. There's so many examples of that. Um, so what, what comes to mind, anything? Well, there's, well, I mean, actually there was a little while where I did do the Natan character. I did do, I did do the Natan character, um, and it was, it was based on a camp counselor I had in high school and, and it was, and it was, but I made it on a water I, I, and there was a separate whitewater rafting trip I had gone on and I made this guy, the whitewater rafting guy, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that bit, but he was like, okay, yeah, guys, yeah. you want you guys want to stay inside the, you know, guys got to stay inside the raft. Okay. People get out of the raft. People get hurt. You know, one of those people. Okay. And, and then I, and then there was like, I had some bit I was trying, I, there was a bit where I was trying to make funny, something funny about a old fashioned popcorn machine. And I made the joke that, you know, this scenario, um, this guy was coming up with scenarios that could never happen. Okay, guys, you got to make sure you stay in the raft. Okay. Last time we were rafting down thing, all of a sudden comes flowing by the boat, an old fashioned popcorn machine. Okay. People got hit by that thing. All right. Got really, you know, it was like something that could never happen again. Right, so, right. And those were like, those are three things that I, that I had in my head. And then they one day just kind of went, thunk, you know, together. So do you, do you, uh, and you know, we used to write things down in notebooks, but do you jot this down on your, on your iPhone or something, or do you just uh, wait for I it? I did put a lot. I put a lot of stuff on my block. iPhone. 
Yeah, I put a lot in my iPhone. Yeah. And um, old-fashioned popcorn machine. Yeah, yeah. I put a lot in my <laughs> iPhone for later. Yeah, and then of course, you know, because I drink, I'll, I'll I'll wake up the next day and look at something I wrote in a notebook and be like, I don't know what this is. And you know, <laughs> it's almost like I have to get back into that headspace to remember what it is again. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like people you only know when you drink, like you see them in real life. You don't really recognize them, but if you're back at the bar, you continue that conversation you had four weeks ago. (laughs) No, I don't know what you mean, John. (laughs) That's funny. Um, Oh, my collaboration with Kyle Dunnigan is really cool that way because Kyle and I have, have um, bits that we, it's that we, you know, we've been having a conversation, comedic conversation since we knew each other in 1995 in New York. And it just goes on to this day. And there, there is, and I won't reveal this one yet because it's not going to be on the show yet, but there's, there's a couple bits from, from 19, a sketch group we did in 1996 that, that were, that we're now finally putting into something. There was this, there was a guy named Josh Campbell is a motivational speaker. I did this kind of character and, um, and that's going to make it onto the show. And that's from 1996, you know? So it's like, we've just been talking. We, we just have kept a a conversation going over the years and we don't, you know, we're always, we always know what we're talking about. We can remember old sketches, old jokes. So yeah. That's, that's what's so amazing is that it can be old and, you know, a good comedian can walk up and say, so this morning, right. And it just, it takes transport somebody immediately. Right. Well, and, and there's like accepted, there's accepted rules that the audience accepts because, because that's the language of comedy. For instance, I don't say, you know, I don't say this happened to me two weeks ago. I say, oh my gosh, on the way over to the club, there was a road rage incident I had. You guys got a crazy town and I do my road rage bit. You know, oh, you know, funny thing happened on the way over here is the oldest line in show business. But if you make things immediate, people love it, you know? Interesting. And um, yeah, so... If you make it immediate and you make it special to them and you know, they, they, they know that the, the, you know, they know that it's an act, right? <laughs> but of course, yeah. yeah so but, but they buy in, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, they buy in you, right. It's, it's just like, like watching a movie. There's some degree same thing. of, you know, Oh, is that green screen? I don't care. I'm entertained. Right. All right. Right. Exactly. Well, it's funny. Cause in triple espresso, this play, I do this three man show. That's just amazing show. Really, really well written we're constantly doing flashbacks and the only thing, you know, and, and, and so it's like, it's like, yeah, I remember that time flashback, you know, do something with the lights. And now the audience goes, okay, we're, we're back in time now here. We all, everybody allows themselves to be transported because they need to be, because life is hard. Right. And so, True. so they were like, oh, you're opening the door for me to come into your little world and be silly for a while. Yes, please. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, speak, Kyle, you guys are both fantastic with the the impressions, impersonations. Thank you. And uh, yeah, and and, and um, earlier uh, when we chatted, we talked about Biden and just how that came to be. And of course, uh, uh, you and you and I would just joke back and forth. We were doing our doing our Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. I'm like, I love Bill Clinton. I'm like, I think I he's got a fun. Bill Clinton. Yeah. I'm yeah. Bill Clinton. I'm Bill. I'm Bill. I'll tell you. Wait a minute. How can we both be talking? Um, you see, you have it better. But okay, he's he's you know probably do his his impression now, and some people would say who, um, who right. is that? Right. Um, Biden. Right. What are the nuances that you guys found like he does? Well, that for first of all, it's that side smile mouth. It's that little that little grin that kind of goes that little grin that goes 
up, up into the left or whatever it is and his right or whatever. And then, um, and, and there's the, the funny thing there is also the, you know, I always talk about the, the, you know, old people get mad at you when, when they're telling you a story, they get mad at you when they're the one not remembering something, but they act like you're the one asking and you're not, you know, it'll be like, you know, right, they're right. kind of do the thing where they'll be like, yeah, I was, when I was in the war, we went down to this village. I don't know the damn name of it, but, but it, we went to this village, you know? And it's like, there's a little bit of that with Joe going on, um, <laughs> you know, and that was a thing we kind of seized on a little bit. Um, and, you know, it's kind of one of those things because I think it's like he is a little, he is an older guy and he probably is, his memory isn't as sharp as it once was. And he has a little stutter. He always has had a stutter. Um, but so that, that was, those are the kind of things we seize on, but you know, he's really incredible. I mean, I remember one day we, we wanted to get a Louis CK out couple, we did a couple Louis CK videos for his Instagram and he worked on it all night. And it was like, he said, this was an impression that never came easy to me but he worked all night at it. So there's some that come really natural to Kyle and the ones that you would listen to and swear to God that he has perfectly. He'll be like, yeah, that one was really hard to get like really hard. Like mm -hmm. I can, and he's like, I can lose that one really fast too. You know? Interesting. Yeah. His, his, his Bill Maher is, is, is unbelievable. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, we'll, his, have to, uh, we'll have to get him on and, uh, and, and play around with some of those. That'd be fun. Well, John Bush, he's got movies to make, comedy to write, <laughs> um, stages to eventually get back to. But um, uh, tell us uh, again uh, the uh, where to find you, where to where to track JB happening. Oh yeah, on, man, just look at my Instagram. Instagram. I, yeah. I haven't been great on Instagram lately, John Bush comedian, but um, but I am on. Uh, you just go to the Kyle Dunnigan channel, Kyle Dunnigan's YouTube channel, and find Craig's News Live and just watch him. You will love it. A lot of inspiration. If you if you really watch those early episodes and just keep watching, um, the show gets funny and there's inside jokes and you'll start to really get all the stuff going on. Um, we just had Howie Mandel on uh, actually our last episode. He was our judge for Craig's News Got Talent. And that was cool. That's awesome. We've had David Spade on and uh, Nikki Glazer. So pretty cool. Well, we'll keep an eye. Yeah, John. As always, thank you, John Bush. Everybody, there thank you go. You. Yeah, baby.